Good morning, everyone. I'm Eric Gao, and you are listening to Taiwan Abroad here on ICRT. Today, we're traveling to Kuwait, and our guide this morning is Ambassador Timothy Shang. Ambassador, welcome to the program. Thank you. Uh, so, Ambassador, tell us a bit about Kuwait. What's it like there? Well, Kuwait is a population of four million. It's a third of which is Kuwaiti, where the, the minor compressive spirits, most of whom are foreign-bound laborers. Uh, Kuwait was invaded and occupied Iraq for seven months in 1990 until a coalition force led by the United States liberated Kuwait in a year later. Even though it has been 25 years since then, the invasion led scars that can still be seen in real museum. So I'm sure this has impacted uh, Kuwait's history and culture. Uh, can you tell us more about uh, the Kuwaiti culture? Okay. Uh, Actually, in Kuwait, it is customary to hold a diwaniya on a weekly basis. Uh, some families host such gatherings on a weeknight, and everyone is welcome, whether you're a stranger, friend, or foreigner. During this gathering, people exchange information and gossip, make deals, and form new friendships. So diwaniya function is a social networking and deal-making platform, where people are free to come and go, making it very interesting and special. Now, Ambassador, uh, when I'm sure when most people think of the Middle East, they just imagine, you know, an endless, hot, hot desert. Is this actually the case in Kuwait? Is it as hot as people think? Um, it could definitely be very hot, especially July is the hottest month in Kuwait, where the thermometer often indicates temperatures of 50 degrees Celsius or higher. Actually, walking outside feels like walking in a sauna. Uh, the hair you inhale is hot, and the heat is palpable. It is rare to see a pedestrian walking down the street in summer. So buildings everywhere are air-conditioned, so people stay indoors most of the time, avoiding the heat outside. Also, the unbearable heat outdoors in Kuwait is probably why there are so many shopping malls there where Kuwait spend a good deal of their time. The weather in Kuwait is really nice in winter. So that is when Kuwaiti spend time outside. They even set up tents in the desert to fully enjoy the outdoors and briefly relieve the nomadic lifestyle of their ancestors. How, how does Kuwait differ from other Islamic countries in the region? Uh, actually, women can drive in Kuwait, uh, making it less conservative than Saudi Arabia, where the female population is not allowed to drive. However, Kuwait is more conservative than the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, Egypt, and Jordan. For example, in that it depends alcohol for the main difference. Uh, Ambassador, how are relations between Taiwan and Kuwait shaping up at the moment? Uh, Kuwait is Taiwan's 16th largest trading partner and one of our main oil suppliers. Uh, bilateral two-way trade amounted to 8.6 billion U.S. dollars last year. Bilateral cooperation in other areas has increased in recent years. This includes a number of technology cooperation projects between Taiwan's Institute of Information Industry and the Kuwait Institute of Scientific. In addition, there are nine students from either National Kuwait University or National Zhengzhou University studying Arabic at the Kuwait University. Also, last year was the first year of students' delegations from Kuwait University and the National Time University have visited each other. Another sign of progress in bilateral relations is that Taiwan is providing some SME 
and the transportation management developmental programs to Kuwaiti civil servants. Uh, I understand that Kuwait is it's a pretty wealthy country. There's a lot of money there. Uh, where does that wealth come from? Uh, because Kuwait is an oil-rich country uh, with a GDP per capita of uh, approximately 15,000 U.S. dollars. Uh, this robust purchasing power leads to luxury goods, fine dining, and trendy vehicles being a common sight in Kuwait. During a long holiday in October last year, news source reported that among 130,000 Kuwaitis travel abroad, and the Kuwaitis withdraw around $70 billion from banks in the span of 10 days. Well, with so many Kuwaitis traveling abroad, I'm sure you are engaged in some efforts to get them to come here to Taiwan. Actually, many Kuwaitis who have been to Taiwan feel that it should be more widely promoted as a good place to visit, since most Kuwaitis know more about Thailand than Taiwan. So work is underway to familiarize more Kuwaitis with Taiwan as a desirable tourist destination. Besides helping boost inbound tourism in Taiwan, this would also increase in the action and enhance mutual understanding between our countries. We've been speaking to Ambassador Timothy Shang, Taiwan's representative in Kuwait. Ambassador, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Thank you. It's my pleasure. And that's it for this week's Taiwan Abroad here on ICRT. For previous episodes of the show, you can visit the ICRT webpage. I'm Eric Gao, and thanks for tuning in.